If you don't have habits or at least a, some sort of framework or budget or goal for what you want to do with your money, then you're just going to just see it kind of disappear yeah. before you know it. Welcome to episode five of the Potentially Successful Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff James, and this is my co-host, Baxter Rob. We're on a journey of pursuing financial freedom. We're learning a lot. We're making a ton of mistakes, but we're so glad you're, you're here with us. Yeah, the, the world of personal finance can can seem really overwhelming. It's, it's huge. There's things from investing to real estate to stocks to all kinds of things. And, um, you know, we may not know your exact situation and, you know, you, you may be working on trying to figure out how do you invest, how do you buy a home. Um, but some of you may, may be trying to figure out how do I make the money from this first paycheck last till I get paid again. Uh, I, it can't cover all of my expenses. And, yeah. Um, it's, you know, you could be anywhere. Yeah. That, I mean, that was exactly me. Just, just five, six years ago, I just got a new job making $10 an hour and I was, I was, yeah, I just found myself in that exact same situation where I realized I don't think I understood that concept of what paycheck to paycheck actually meant. And what I realized, the definition of it is if I have to wait for my next paycheck to make a financial decision, like paying something off, buying something, purchasing you know, a meal or whatever, that means I am living paycheck mm -hmm. to paycheck, meaning the, the, the timing of my paycheck defines my spending schedule yeah right and so five five or six years ago i found myself in that position and i you know very quickly decided like okay this is something i need to figure out something i need to uh work my my way out of and um i i did a ton of research online trying to figure out okay how do how do you manage your money or how do you you know increase more mm. um you know you sorry increase your savings or or whatever and and I, I think budgeting is what i landed on and i know budgeting sounds like as soon as i said that word it's you might want to click away but it truly is what it's the strategy that helped me manage my money and get me to you know living a little bit more comfortably today not necessarily extravagantly but living in a in a place where where the money i made you know months ago is what I'm spending today, not the money I made just last week. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was in a similar boat of living paycheck to paycheck and having to figure out how do I make the money I just received cover the expenses for these next week. And sometimes it didn't make it all the way. And I, you know, I had to pull out the credit card and pay, uh, to pay for stuff that way. And then it's like, you have to pay the credit card off at some point. If, if you're not paying attention to that, that can rack up and your credit card debt can, can skyrocket. And so um, yeah. I totally get that for me. A lot of times I was thinking, you know, if I could just make more money, I could get out of the place that mm. I'm in now. Yeah. You know, if I, if I could, let's say I was making $25,000 a year, you know, um, if I could just make $50,000, I could keep spending what I'm spending now and then save the additional $25,000 and then actually start to build saving. Cause I knew saving was important. That was something I learned from an early age. My dad was talking to me about saving a lot, but when you actually have to do it and you actually have lots of expenses, saving can seem impossible. And for me, I just thought of it like, okay, if I can just make more money, that's going to be the solution to my problem. It's interesting because 
um, that's, you know, I had the same exact mindset. Yeah. Like I didn't immediately go to budgeting as my solution. That's what I ended up on. But my first thought was the same thing, man, how can I make more money? What, what other jobs could mm-hmm. I be doing? And at the, um, at that job that, I, that I, I'm, you know, where I was at six years ago, I decided to take on and uh, the janitorial role that had mm-hmm. just like they wanted to bring it in house and they offered it to employees and I I was like oh, I'll do that like I'll I'll stay after work or come early and I'll clean the offices mm-hmm. because it meant an extra so much every year right um, and I I just decided like I mean yeah that was me trying to not solve my money with any strategy solve my money problem with any strategy or any putting any work or you know wisdom into it yeah. it was just I need to make more money, so I'm going to go trade more of my hours for more money, Yeah, you know? And it's funny because that solution is, you know, like I said, it, it doesn't take any strategy. It doesn't take any um, effort in terms of, like, being wise with your money. It's really just, like, I, I need more so that I don't have to think about it. It's just I can go on with my spending, go on with my my um I can put my money wherever I want and not have to think about it because there's enough, there should be enough of a cushion, right? So it's, it's it's really a lazy mindset in the sense that I don't want to have to think about this extensively. So I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, well, you're not really stiff arming my money a little bit, right? You're not really addressing the problem, right? Like you're, you're saying like, like you just said, you're just kind of, I I just need to increase that cushion. Um, but in, in researching for this, for this episode of the podcast, I came across this statistic. I want to read it to you. It says 69% of Americans have less than a thousand dollars saved. And I mean, that was me just a couple of years ago and and I'm not trying to downplay if that's you and you're in that scenario. I feel for you. I, I, I had a Holly and I, we had a medical bill come up. Uh, a few weeks ago that was like twelve or thirteen hundred dollars. And if that would have been me a few few years ago, I wouldn't have been able to pay it. I would have to put it on a credit card, maybe ask my parents for money or like like nobody wants to do that. And so yeah. um to me that sh- that statistic shows it's not an income problem, it's a spending problem. Mm. So regardless of how much money I can make, if I don't have my spending under control, then I'm going to continue to spend whatever I make and, and maybe even more and continue to go into debt. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that statistic just like blew my mind and I really resonated with me because, because I've been there. I understand what yeah. that's like. Yeah. I, I mean, that phrase is awesome. It's not an income problem. It's a spending problem because it, it makes you think about the problem uh, it, it it solidifies the fact that the problem exists on all levels, mm. right? It's not just, oh, hey, this is a problem only for people who are in this tax bracket or people who make this much money. It's a problem on every level of the financial spectrum, yeah. right? So it's like no matter how much money you make, if you have a spending problem, you will always spend more than you make, yeah. right? It, and, and the problem is it, it's only exacerbated when you make more. Sure. And that's true because... I mean, naturally, right? If you make more money, what do you look like to a bank? What do you look like to a creditor? Yeah. You're like, oh, they have deeper pockets that I can give them even bigger loans that will take them longer to pay off because they have more potential collateral mm-hmm. of their, you know, of their income, right? And 
Yeah, it's like if you have that problem on on a small scale, you will definitely have that problem on a large scale. Yeah, and I think we see that too. A couple of other things that stood out when I was doing a little bit of research was um, a study done in 2018 said that 70% of lottery winners went broke within just a few years. And they cited a few things of they quit, you know, people quit their jobs if you win the lottery or they gave away too much. But I would I would say it's actually it's probably a combination of those things. And those things aren't necessarily bad in and of themselves, but I would say it's that spending problem. If you don't have habits or at least a some sort of framework or budget or goal for what you want to do with your money, then you're just going to just see it kind of disappear yeah. before you know it. And yeah. the same thing is true for for athletes, right? Kind of on on the high some of the highest earners in our country. Um, make you know millions of dollars every year. I think it's sixty to seventy percent or more of NBA and NFL players go broke after after retirement at some point. And it's like it's it's not the income. It's you, you could make ten million dollars a year, but if you spend ten million dollars a year, you're not really getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the 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 lottery piece that you said it, it makes me think. It's like okay, does budgeting mean? Does budgeting mean that I can't be generous? Does budgeting mean that I can't give away um, more and more? You know, like if I want to do, isn't that good? Is am, Aren't I doing good with my money? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think, I think budgeting, and this was me, I think for a long time, I did like a halfway budget for a while. And for me, I, I was focused on um, just kind of, I wanted to be able to go with the flow. I wanted to be able to kind of spend my money um, how I wanted, um, have enough money left over so I could save and, and make some decisions. But budgeting seemed restrictive. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at in, in the sense of, you know, are you saying that, you know, I can't give money away or that I can't do these things? And it's it's actually the opposite. It's that budgeting and having a plan and a a really just a goal for what you're doing uh, a method in which you're going to manage your money that gives you the freedom to do what you want with the money and to actually achieve the goals or to buy the things that you may want in life. Yeah. And it also, I've seen it like it helps, it helps uh, multiply your goals mm-hmm. or helps, helps boost your goals. Right. So like, say you like, I, w- I want to be able to give, you know, X amount of money. It's like, what if, what if you actually have, more wiggle room to give away more money, but you just aren't even looking at your, your finances, your budget to such a level where you could identify that extra five, 10, 50, a hundred dollars a month that you could be giving away being more generous, whether that's, you know, you know, a homeless fund, right? Say, I mean, I don't know where you stand on this, but it's like, if you, if you had a hundred dollars a month Mm -hmm. and, and in your budget, you said, this is my homeless fund. If someone, if someone walks up to me asking for money, I'm just going to give them five bucks and you have a hundred bucks every month to do that. I promise you that is probably more money and more generous, uh, doing that in your budget than if you did it without a budget, because mm-hmm. you probably, you know, if you gave away $5, you know, every time you'd probably be like, Ooh, I'm, I'm probably giving too much. I need to, I need to step back yeah. on this. Right. It's, it's actually more free freedom when you can consistently put a number on a line item on a budget and say, Hey, this is what I have to be able to spend here. So I don't have to think I'll have to think about it once, mm. right? I think about it once when I set that budget line item and I, I can give freely and then just check in on my budget and see if I'm, if I've reached that cap. And if I'm, if I've hit a hundred bucks, I'm like, Hey, I've, I've hit my cap for this month, but 
next month I'll get right back on it. And that doesn't mean you're not being generous. It just you're just sticking to your budget, and actually, it's helping you be, become more consistently generous yeah. every every month, right? Yeah. Um, yeah no, I I I I like that in the sense of really a budget is is just a a plan for how you're going to spend the money that you earn, yeah. and it can be as loose or as rigid as you want, whatever, whatever makes the most sense for, for you as an individual. Like we said, we don't know everybody's situation. Um, and it may different seasons of life may call for different kind of money management strategies, but having some plan is the key. Yeah. Like if you, like Jeff, you were just saying, if you don't have any plan, it feels like the unknown is so much more scary than a known expense, right? I mentioned, I mentioned that Holly and I had a big expense uh, or big medical expense a few weeks ago, and we knew that that expense was coming. We didn't know exactly how much it would be, but we started planning for it, and it was it was actually twice what I thought it was going to be. Wow. So that was that was a little bit of a shock, but I knew it was coming, and I knew we had a plan for it, um, but. You know, like I said a few years ago, if that would have been me, the fact that it was unknown for for what might come or what might happen, that just stressed me out all yeah. the time. Yeah. And so I think that's the difference is you're you're starting to move those things, the the fundamentals of money into the unknown, this big scary world of personal finance into the known where you can say, Hey, I can I can feel confident in the the small steps that I'm taking, you know, regardless of how small they may be. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we, Joe and I, um, were ending the, we're just coming out of the, you know, the great Texas freeze of 2021 and we had a pipe burst and we had to get that fixed. And because, you know, the, the, the plumbing company had to come out in the snow, they charged me 350 bucks mm, to fix geez. and replace a small pipe. And I know they way overcharged me. So that's a whole nother, a whole nother topic of discussion. But again, way more than, than I would have planned for that expense. But again, if this was five or six years ago, would not have been able to handle that and would have had to put that on a credit card or something and, you know, float that balance until I had that, yeah. um, that money to pay, pay that credit card off. But again, it's with that, that plan, uh, having, you know, a home maintenance type of line item or not even having that, but having other line items that are more discretionary, more free form money that can move that 350 mm. from to say, okay, maybe we're not going to do X, Y, or Z this month because we have to fix a br- broken pipe. And that's just how life is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I want to break it down a little bit, Jeff. Um, what would you say are the benefits to budgeting? Like why should somebody start budgeting if, if they don't have a budget already? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I can think of three things off the top of my head. I would say the first is peace of mind, right? Um, I think the, the myth about budgeting here that's often believed is that, Hey, if I don't have to, uh, or the more I jump into my finances, the more complicated it's going to get, the more, um, scary, more, um, yeah, just, it basically it's just this large unknown that they're like, if I get into that, it's going to be, it's just going to be too much. Right. And I think that's the myth, right? The only way to simplify complexity is to, is to jump in, Mm. right. It's to jump in and start defining it. Right. So a budget, that's exactly what it does. It takes what you have and what you don't have. And it puts it all in one piece of paper basically. And it says, Hey, this is where you're at. 
It identifies the problem and it gives you a path towards the solution. Yeah, I I, I like that. Like you, you said, it defines what it is. Like I, th- I think most people would be able to list some of their expenses. You know, some might be able to list almost all of them, but probably not able to list what you spend every single month on those expenses because some some of them change or uh, keeping track of 20, 30, 40, 50 expenses, like you said, can be really complex or it feels really complex when you're trying to do it in your head. Yeah. And like, that's what I've done in the past of like, like, okay, I, I know I have rent. Okay. I know I have to pay for a car. I have gas. I have food. Okay. I have two types of food, groceries, eating out, like shampoo like all these things you're just like it starts to be, yeah yeah i mean yeah, just yeah. all the stuff that you need i have a category for shampoo hey, on my, what, on whatever my it takes to whatever it takes to to quantify it yeah, yeah, but i yeah. think that's the point right is if you don't know or you don't have a method is it's gonna feel scary um and it feels complex until you get there yeah. but once you start defining it you really do find that peace of mind yeah i mean i spent I think two years trying to convince you to get out of the go with the flow sure. budget and like, you know, the mental math that you were doing and actually get on a budget. Yeah. And I'm thankful you've finally come to the finally, finally listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Look, the second thing, the second thing I would say a budget provides for you is freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a myth in this case about budgeting that most people believe is that a budget is super restrictive, right? It means, man, like if I, if I have a budget, that means I can't go out to eat as much or I can't do X, Y, and Z. I can't do this favorite hobby of mine. It's Mm -hmm. like, who's, who's telling you that? Like you're setting up the budget, right? If you want a, a category for candy, Hey, you you do that. If you want a category for video games, you're welcome to do that. Like literally you are the one deciding, or shampoo, right? Yeah. Or shampoo. <laughs> exactly. If you, you are the one deciding what's important to you, what's worth actually spending money towards mm-hmm. and then putting your money there, right? Putting your money in that category to either save for it or, you know, spend towards it. And it's totally your thing. Right. Yeah. And yeah, if you have a spouse, um, obviously it's y'all's thing. You have to work together on that. So you have to come aligned there and you can, there's many different strategies to kind of do that. But at the end of the day, it's something that you are deciding. And mm. so actually it's like your own little kingdom, right? It's like, if anything, you have the most freedom, right? Yeah. You have the most control if you put it to paper, put it on a budget so that you can decide how you want to spend your money. Yeah. The freedom piece I think is huge. You mentioned like it took you a long time to convince me to budget. And I think freedom was a a little bit of, of that. I think the myth I, I believed was budgeting is really hard and it takes a lot of time. Like I knew generally where my expenses were going. I was even able to save some money and make some investments. So I felt like I was doing okay, but I was believing that, oh, this is really restrictive or it's really time consuming when if you build it into kind of your regular rhythm or you do it frequently, it's 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 pretty easy and it's really freeing because you know where your expenses are going. It's not the unknown like we've mentioned. It, you, you have an idea of what's coming up and you can spend that little time touching base there and that gives you freedom rather than when something unknown pops up or something that you sh- probably should have known pops up then you have to spend a lot of time 
figuring out and a lot of stress figuring out how do I, how do I deal with this? And so I think that was the difference for me, the freedom piece of it's, it's not as time consuming. Um, you know, it might be a a few, few minutes a day or maybe 30 minutes a week or something like that. And it's, and it really gives you that peace of mind and that freedom you mentioned. That's great. Um, the, the third thing that I think a budget gives you is, progress or a path to progress. And yeah, you might, you might ask what I mean by that. If you don't have any intentionality towards your finances, you're going to stay the same or get worse, right? Your situation will stay the same or get worse. There's something doesn't progress without action towards it, right? You don't, yeah, you don't make progress without cultivating that skill Mm. that you know your investments your wisdom when it comes to spending money saving money that kind of thing that that doesn't come naturally to anybody yeah um and and it's especially so that even if you are just naturally inclined to be a little bit more frugal it's like life still happens right Mm. there's all these unexpected expenses that are going to beat you down over time if you don't have a strategy don't have a um, a path towards progress, right? How do I, you know, have this $1,200 medical expense or this $350 plumbing expense? Okay. That happened this time. What's my path to progress? Okay. What if I start saving for a miscellaneous plumbing category right now? Right. Mm -hmm. So every month I just put $10 in and, or, you know, 10, 15, $20 in, you know, that means by the time I have another plumbing expense, I have at least a, a a piece of that already saved for, so it's less, way less of a hit, right? Yeah. So that idea of a path to progress, what I mean by that is, is the budget itself, you know, it helps you identify your current habits, the good ones and the bad, mm-hmm. right? And naturally, as soon as you identify ba- the bad habits, you being aware of that is enough to slowly start, you know, making you kind of yeah. think about, okay, how. How do I get better at this? How do I like there there were months where I spent over a thousand dollars on eating out mm-hmm. because I ate out every single meal. Because yeah. it was, when I was single, it was just easier to do that, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like I'll just yeah, it's go, convenient. Yeah, just convenient. Like go out to lunch with my coworkers and then on the way home or at dinner time just go pick something up, yeah. right? And it's like a thousand dollars? Like that's in like that's just so crazy. And then if, if you and your spouse are doing that, like I remember a friend specifically telling me that him and his wife spent over $2,000 mm. doing that because they did the same thing Yeah. because both of them just, they worked a lot. They didn't want to cook. Um, and they just spent that much. And it's mm. like, that's crazy. But as soon as you see it and you see it consistently, you're like, okay, I got to change this. Yeah. What if I had an extra $700 a month? Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Right. Um, and you don't see that unless it's on paper in front of you where you can actually be a little analytical about it and say, okay, that's a problem. What's my path to progress? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, that's really good. I think I think it kind of takes us back to what we were talking about in the beginning of it's it's for for most people. I think it's a spending problem. It's not an income problem, right? You just talked about progress. If if you're all you're doing is increasing your income, 
you're not really making any progress in terms of your expenses. And that's the number one thing that you can control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can increase your income, you can go get a different job or a promotion or something like that. But if you don't have those expenses in control, they're just going to follow um, followed that income and they're going to ride, you know, if you go from $50,000 a year to a hundred thousand dollars a year, if you were spending $50,000 before you got that raise, you're probably going to spend a hundred thousand dollars. Um, that's called lifestyle creep and it, it just creeps with it. And it happens because of convenience, because you have more access to, to debt, like you mentioned before, because things are easy. You have a little bit more money than you did before. You're like, okay, now I can spend, I can get some of these things that I want, or I don't have to worry about spending $2,000 eating out because I make more money now. Oh, I can go get a nicer car. I can get a bigger house, which none of those things are bad in and of itself. But if you don't have a method for tracking it, you're not going to know. And then you're going to wake up maybe a year later and go, I'm right back where I was. Okay, I need to go make $200,000 now and that's still not going to be the yeah. solution to your problem. 100%. I I remember when uh I think it was, you know, 2 or 3 years ago when I learned about the concept of lifestyle creep. Um and I I think I would preach to Baxter about this. Like just tell him all the time like, "Dude, don't don't it's all about lifestyle creep." Yeah. Like, you know, if you can make more money and keep living the same, you know, you know, college dorm room lifestyle where your expenses are so low, like that's the goal. Right. But then, you know, three years later, I found myself spending way more than I used to in the past. And I 100% fell into the lifestyle creep trap. Um, and, uh, like, like what was it? Basically every time I had a problem, Mm-hmm. That I've defined in my life, the smallest problem, like, like, oh, like I always have to plug this, my laptop in here, but then also at work. So I'm like, oh, let me just buy an extra charger, right? Simple solution. Great. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like getting out of bed to turn off the lights. So I got smart lights, right? So I think Baxter, he used to make fun of me because he would see packages come in at the office for me multiple every week. Because I would just buy stuff sure. on Amazon all the time to solve these little problems that... Like, were they necessary? No. Did they make my life a little bit easier? Yes. Is it worth all the extra money that I spent on that stuff? Probably not. But if, I mean, it. but if it was to you, then that's fine. But I think during that period was probably when you budgeted the least, right? Like, you, I think, you know, we talked about it. You're like, yeah, I just wasn't keeping up with it consistently. And I was doing a few things, but I, I didn't, wasn't tracking all of my expenses. So I didn't know how much I was actually spending exactly. on all of those extra things. Exactly. And, and that's what the budget gives you is it, yeah. it gives you a plan and a framework for this is where the money that I'm working really hard on is, or sorry, working really hard to earn is going. And that's, that's really the key. Yeah. I mean, I'm literal proof, right? I fell into the trap. I I preached the budget for so long and I got good at it and I got more comfortable with my money, made more money, saved more money, and then got comfortable with lifestyle creep. And I, and I stepped away from my budget a little bit because I was like, Oh, I have enough money, so it should be fine. Yeah. And then I started spending more and more and more and got to the point where I was like, why isn't my savings growing? Mm. You know what I mean? Like I had a, I had a decent, decent, you know, emergency fund, but outside of that, my savings wasn't growing. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, where's my money going? Yeah. Seriously. We were spending so much to the point where my wife and I, we had to do a spending reset in, in January, 2021. We, we decided, okay, we, 
are solving all of our problems by just purchasing solutions. Mm -hmm. And we need to get out of this mindset and, you know, do some, have some effort towards, you know, living a more frugal life Mm -hmm. or like kind of re rewiring our brain. So, so in January we did a no spend month and the, the challenge was outside of essentials and groceries. Don't spend anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and we were, I would say 97% successful. Yeah. And, that was like amazing because now we have this, we have this mindset of like, it's, it's almost a, a game to not spend, right? How do I find a solution that I don't have to pay for? How do I, you know, haggle a bit? How do I find coupons? How do I find, um, yeah, just how do I not spend as much anymore? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's just been really helpful. Yeah. No, I, I like that in the sense that it was it was the budget that allowed you to to see that right. You you talked about the the overspending, the you were buying things for maybe stuff you didn't need, but it was something that you wanted. But the budget is what helped identify that. You talked about it helps identify the the areas that you're str- strong in and the areas that you're weak in. And you guys identified a weakness and started attacking it. But without a budget you probably wouldn't have identified it at all. Yeah, exactly. Or, or the budget itself was the tool that we mm-hmm. used to get, to get back on track. Um, it was, it was those months away from not doing a budget that we just got too comfortable with lifestyle creep, got too comfortable with spending money. Uh, and then we used the budget to say, okay, what are our actual financial goals with the income coming in? And how do we, how do we make uh, action towards it? Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to kind of break down, for for the listeners uh how can you kind of start going about budgeting i would say similar to our goal setting series it starts with it starts with why it starts with a direction that you want to head it starts with something that you want you have to have a a goal in mind um otherwise you're that's when budgeting i think feels tough and lame is you're just like i'm tracking my expenses and i can't spend anything and i can't ever do anything i can't do the things that i want Um, so without the vision behind it, without saying, here's what I want, you know, it could be, and it could be anything. It could be, you mentioned candy, but it could be video games. It could be a car. It could be a house. It could be saving for retirement. It could be, it could be really anything that you want. And that's what, what what it's up to you. Um, and so, but without that direction and the destination that you're headed, you're, you're, you're really not going to keep on it and it's going to be hard to to want to manage the money that way yeah one way um my wife and i have fun with the budget is we have this this category or this group called um the wish farm and it's something we learned from the budgeting tool that we have they have like little articles and stuff like that but the wish farm is like it has three uh sections small medium and large and you get to define what small medium and large means to you right that could be five dollars fifty dollars and a hundred dollars that could be a hundred dollars two hundred fifty dollars and a thousand dollars it could be whatever you want but it has three sections or, or, or three slots basically and you have a a list your your wish list and as you want things you just add things to the wish list that's yeah. your backlog that's your cat that's your like you just you just throw things on there and then at any given time you can have one small one medium and one large in the wish farm mm-hmm. and what that does is you are basically growing or 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 what is it like harvesting or or cultivating right cultivating those wishes mm-hmm. on the farm so that they grow so when you're you know saving towards all the uh, or or allocating money for your bills and then saving money you know 
saving money towards your like adult expenses, right? Like your mortgage and all this stuff. You can also have a little bit of fun and say, I'm saving money towards that new computer that I want. I'm saving money towards that new gadget. Like for me, it's a lot of gadgets. It's a lot of like home, smart home automation mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, for go for for Joe, she wants a she wants a new camera, right? That's a pretty large expense, so we're not just going to buy it out of nowhere. But we have a you know twenty five hundred dollar large item on our wish farm now, and it's fun to see that money just kind of grow incrementally because a camera's on the other end of it, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's really fun. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just it's just nice that uh, we get to define what we want, right? Yeah. And the budget itself is the tool saying. You know, out of all the the chaos going on in the in your personal finance world, you are making strides towards your you know, like I said, your adult expenses mm-hmm. and and the fun stuff and the stuff that you're kind of like, oh, this would this would make my life more fun, more I would be more happy in this way. I I my, it would you know help my hobby in this way, whatever. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, in terms of that's that, that same question, you know, how do you budget? I think the concept I would want to share with y'all. Um, that's probably most helpful for and that's been most helpful for me is an old school style of budgeting called the envelope method. And so just picture this, right? You have, you kind of define all your categories that you need to allocate money toward, um, for a month. Right. And you have say, let's just take a random number. Let's take a thousand dollars to spend this month on your bills, your discretionary spending, your meals, whatever, Every category, you take an envelope and you write the, the, the category's name on, and then you take that $1,000 and you just put you know 200 in for groceries, 300 in for bills. You, you just go down every envelope and try to allocate. And then once you get to the end, you'll realize that you didn't you know, put enough, you didn't save enough for the last few, so you'll move, move some around to the other envelopes, and you'll get to a place where you're comfortable with, okay, I think, I can, I think I've allocated my money into my categories however I want. The reason I like this system is very tangible, right? Whether you do it in, in, in like, you know, physical mm-hmm. money in physical envelopes, yeah. or you can do it digitally, the same concept, but it, it's, it's very tangible and it takes money that you actually have and it allocates it into things that you want to spend. And the other thing that this system does is, is it, it teaches you how to roll with the punches. Say you put, $200 in for eating, right? Whether that's groceries or eating out, but you get to day 20 of the month and you're out of money, right? That $200 is done. That right there tells you your system has proven to you that you need more than $200. And where is that going to come from? Instead of charging it on a credit card, charging it on, you know, you know, taking out money that you don't actually have physically, you're going to reach into another envelope that's maybe more discretionary, more optional and you say, okay, I need, I need a hundred more bucks from this category and I'm going to move it into my eating category, right? My food category. And so that really teaches you how to roll with the punches. And it also teaches you that a budget is not restrictive. It's the total opposite of restriction. It is free form. It's living, right? It's, it's a reflection of reality, but it's, it's, it's bringing your finances a a lot. Uh, in alignment with your reality. I, I like that. I like th- the key there being you're spending, you're only spending money that you have, not estimating what your income is going to be for the rest of the month and, you know, allocating that out. That could be helpful as a starting place, but you're spending, but the envelope system is really, I have a hundred dollars to eat out with 
that's that's all I have. If I want to eat out more, I have to pull it from somewhere else. And it's more realistic to, like you said, your reality. Yeah, I think a lot of people have struggled with budgeting apps or budgeting sites that that don't, you know, aren't built on that foundation of like the envelope system because, like you said, like you're estimating your income or you're saying like uh, you're you're putting in random uh, numbers for you know each category. You're saying I want to spend five hundred dollars on eating out this month and you're just inputting that on the app or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you total all your categories, you just put random numbers. That's more money than you make in a month. Sure. Like where's that money coming from? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not based in reality. It's not based in something tangible. Um, So it just doesn't make sense. A lot of times it doesn't end up with a great outcome that I've seen for myself. And I've seen other people struggle with those types of budgeting apps. Um, But a, a few, um, good budgeting apps that I would probably recommend. Uh, what I use personally is YNAB. It's called You Need a Budget, YNAB for short. Um, and then there's Every Dollar. That's like, I think that's from the Dave Ramsey. Um, like that's that's what he's, um, his whole uh, company has, has put out, um, the Dave Ramsey method of budgeting. And then uh, if you want to use like just Google Spreadsheets or Excel, um, there's a add-in called Tiller Money that, like actually imports your, your, your bank transactions, which is really useful. You can either do it manually yourself or you can pay for a service like Tiller to, to put in all your transactions where you can categorize and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. I would say, and to kind of go off that, I would say that's probably a great place to start as, as the action point. So I would say to the listeners is we've talked about a lot today. We've covered a lot of different subjects and if, if budgeting is new to you, maybe overwhelming. And so what I would say, what you can do this week to start making steps in the right direction in terms of budgeting is by, by starting to identify and categorize your expenses and from there, you'll be able to get a better a grid for what you have, where, where your money's going each month, and um, the income that you have, how it's allocated. And it's going to be based in reality, not based in w- what you want it to look like. It gives you a, a realistic picture of wh- where, where are you spending your money. Yeah. Well, this, this has been great. I, um, I love getting to talk about budgeting because it's something I'm truly passionate about. It's just such a cornerstone to healthy personal finance, you know, I've seen every time that I am in my budget and, you know, constantly adjusting and, and, and keeping up with it, my personal finance, uh, it's just sound, right? It's it's peaceful. I'm not too stressed about it, but as soon as I step away, uh, a couple months in, I, it's chaotic and I'm spending way too much money on things I don't need. Um, but yeah, love, love getting to talk about that with you. Well, that's our show. I'm Jeff James and this is Baxter Rob and we are potentially successful.